Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and of course, I am joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. And Mark. we are also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hey, I think we should put the false starts on for Patreon so the Patreon listeners know how much Miles disrupts everything. Um, This is a podcast dedicated to the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure TV anime that has been ongoing since 2012. And we are now in the midst of season five, the Stone Ocean anime that we are watching on Netflix. And we will be talking about episode six this week, which is called Hermes's Sticker or Hermes's Sticker, if you want to say it that way. You'd be wrong, but you could do it. Just before we, we get into emails and stuff, because I'm sure they're going to they're going to kind of spoil it. Maybe you guys have already looked. What do you think? Hermes's or Hermes's stand Hermes. is called. What do you think Hermes's stand is called? Because in the in the dub and sub Stickers. on Netflix, it's called Smack. Stickers. Miles, do you have a guess? Is it Kiss? It is Kiss. Oh. Like the, the Prince song? Like the Prince song or like the rock and roll band from the oh, yeah, 70s? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw a tweet about them that was great where it's like Kiss is like makeup and on stage banter is like are you ready to enter the seventh circle of hell? And then when yeah. they start playing music, they're like, rockin' is cool and rockin' is fun. <laughs> um, and did you catch what the reference is for Alexander or Thunder McQueen's stand is? I believe the Steve McQueen? No. Yes? No, not his name's not his namesake, his stand's namesake. Fucking suicide. It was like <laughs> Shit. freeway through hell. Oh, highway to hell. Highway yeah. to Hell, the ACDC Album Man song of the same name. Wow. And we'll talk about him and all that and the rest of the episode later on. I have a, like, the, the disparity between Kiss's image and their music. I feel like the same thing happened with The Clash. When I first listened to The Clash, I was like, oh, this isn't that punky. Like, it's like pretty poppy, actually. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if they were one of those bands that started out more raw and then a- added a bunch of like melody in and musicianship after the fact. Mm. But I, I don't know. I think it's a different. It's a different gap to have the like where Satan spawn and then be like, I love to party. Mm. Yeah, it's like stupid. Yeah. Well, um, kind of Black Sabbath is kind of like that too, because Crazy Train's like crazy. That is true. such fun. I, I love this song. Wait, is Crazy Train Black Sabbath or is it Ozzy Osbourne? It's Black Sabbath. Okay, so Iron Man is Ozzy Osbourne, right? I don't know. Wait, with the song that Miles was just no, singing. No, Crazy Train is Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, the song that oh. Miles, I recognize it because that's the theme. It's There's a version of it that's the theme of uh, the Osbournes, which I used to watch a long time ago. Well, he was the singer for Black Sabbath. Okay, that's As what I was well. gonna ask. But but yeah, that's the thing is it is. It a was like bit more it was a, it was a song that he did solo. Yeah, it's it's from his debut solo album. Mm. Gotcha. Anyway, the Osbournes uh, theme was like I don't know, like it, it was like it a was cover like a Richard it. Cheese version, right? Where it's like crazy. Burp, burp. <laughs> but, that's <laughs> but that's how, how it goes. Yeah, it's like more more uh, millions of people loungy, jazzy. Do you yeah. know how many kids the Osbournes have, by the way? Uh, there's the two that were on the show, and then I think there's at least one other one that's not there's, on the yeah, show. Yeah, there's like one or two that are not on the show. Yeah, good for them. <sighs> I found Must that be out because there's an episode where they go and they look at these like stones that are outside in their yard, and it says like Jack and, sh- not Sharon, the other one's name. Kelly? 
Kelly. And then there were two that were like mosaiced out. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then it's like, oh, yeah, they have other kids. They just don't want to be on like TV. The unspoken children. Yeah. But anyway, this podcast is about the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We're going to talk about episode six. But before we talk specifically about the events of the episode, we need to first take, we need to first read our emails. Was that good? Yes. Yeah, I liked it. Good pun? Okay, I thought it was awful, but I had to do it. <laughs> These are emails that listeners write, uh, and they write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Feel free to write to us if you have thoughts on things we missed in that week's JoJo or an anime you want to recommend us, or, you know, whatever. This email is from Justin. The subject line is Edmis. Hermes. Uh, hello, JJB Pod. Please forgive me, my smooth voiced podcastly friends, for I have not written in a while. <laughs> Sounds like a prayer. Um, just got done catching up through my backlog of episodes I needed to get through and finally got here to the episode featuring one of my JoJo, one of Featuring one of my JoJo characters. Is this supposed to be one of my favorite JoJo characters? I think so. Okay, Justin invented this JoJo character. Hermes is the gorgeous, strong, independent spitfire of a woman the series has been missing outside of Lisa Lisa, and I'm here for it. Hope all is well with you, and I'll be recovering from my wounds soon enough. Mark, so be ready to play some HFTF again soon. What's HFTF? Miles, <laughs> guess, guess the acronym, Miles, go. Hot, funny, teacher friends. It's heritage for the future. It's the JoJo fighting uh, game. It sounds like a pro-eugenics fighting game. Oh, no. Oh, no. I guess it does. <laughs> heritage. Uh, anytime you mention heritage, inheritance, genetics, Miles will accuse you of, of being a, a, a eugenicist. Doesn't it sound like a pro, like a think tank? It sounds like an evil think for... tank. Absolutely, it does. <laughs> it sounds like a white supremacist organization. Yeah. Uh-huh. The future of our children. <laughs> hmm, whose children? Thanks, um, Justin, yes, for writing and, in. And good games, Justin. We played a few uh, JoJo fighting gamey games. Who won? Uh, I did. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> take that, Justin, stupid. I- I wasn't sure if you would like say that or. Well, he wrote would... "Recovering from My Wounds." It's not like uh, I'm. Ah, you know. okay, got it. Yeah, I played a bit. We, I and uh, Mark beats a lot of people in video, in, in specifically fighting no, games. No, that's not true. Yeah, fuck you, him. People who don't play fighting games people lose who, to me. Who, people who don't play competitively lose to you. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I'm more than casual. Mark's baby. in between casual and competitive. That's right. That's good. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Um, I played it in our in our fan Discord. The JoJo's Bizarre Podcast Discord that someone runs for us and we do not participate in. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. We do not participate in running the Discord, but we are That's in right. there. Take all your complaints to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. So if you want to <laughs> if you want to play the JoJo's fighting game or Street Fighter or something, you might find me in there. This next email (laughs) Uh, I enjoyed that whatever this email is from Kenny subject line is is this a cars reference Uh, so after last week's pod I had an idea as to why white steak steak 
as to why White Snake <laughs> wasn't stealing the discs from John Golly A to use them for himself, it's because he can't. Uh, Manhattan, Manhattan Transfer uses airflow to sense its targets, but John Golly still has to hit it with a bullet and tell its stand where to go. But Manhattan Transfer doesn't have eyes, and John Golly is blind. He's using his natural ability to interpret the data that Manhattan Transfer gets him. Like when he was able to sense where to drop the bullet to squish a fly. So if someone else were using Manhattan Transfer, they wouldn't be able to do anything with it because they don't have his natural abilities. Mm, and, he doesn't have the skills. Yep. And some random thoughts Kenny has about this week's episode. Uh, Hermes adapts incredibly fast to her power. Um, points out that the music changes with every mood swing of McQueen. I did not notice that. Uh, Emporio turned into an Araki self-insert. Like, why does he know everything about the discs and how to electrocute yourself? And Araki makes a reference to cars seven years before the movie comes out. Thunder McQueen? Hmm. Lightning McQueen? But for real, the namesake for Thunder McQueen is actually fashion designer Alexander McQueen, who committed suicide in 2010. How ironic. Mm. Uh, because, yes, this takes place in 2011, but it came out in 2000. So, mm. yeah, strangely, this guy, I you know, I don't think he knew about the, the, predicts, the manga. He predicts the future. Uh, that's pretty much all for now. Have a nice week. Cheers, Kenny. P.S. Every time Hermes wants to give me her panties, I wake up feeling so confused, but secretly horny. That was a funny scene. Uh, I, I liked it. Yeah. I think this is a good theory, Kenny. Yeah, it makes sense. You wouldn't be able to do shit with Manhattan Transfer. Yeah. Unless, well, I mean, I guess you could shoot around the corner with it. But yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't really know what it was feeling. What other stands do you need, like, a skill? I feel like like Trendy Tony, Tonio Trusardi, like, you have to be a good cook, I think, maybe, to use a stand. Yeah, otherwise people wouldn't want to eat your food. Yeah. There's other stands that work like in tandem and stuff. I mean, Whole mm -hmm. Horse's Emperor Gun, like he, I think he has to be a decent shot. Yeah. Like he can curve bullets and stuff, but you got to know. Maybe Mista has to be a good like manager to his little, his little bullet friends, his little bullet riders. <laughs> so they work together and trust him. I love Mista. He's good. This next email is from Leah. The subject line is Ranma and gender stuff. Goob morning, JJB Pot. Uh, it's been great listening to y'all about Stone Ocean after so long. I've been kind of spotty with listening after part five ended, mostly dropping in when I saw you'd watch something I was either already familiar with or interested in hearing about, so I noticed immediately when the Ranma episode went up, but only just got around to listening. I was really happy to hear you talk about the show's possible appeal to LGBT folks. As a trans woman myself, I can confirm that it was extremely important to me, even if I didn't realize it when I first watched it, and I still love it very much even though it's not necessarily great representation of being trans or gender fluid. It was never going to be, it's not supposed to be, and I think that's fine. Though what was more important to me personally were the thoughts and realizations it got rolling when I watched it in middle school. I don't understand what Ranma's problem is. Who wouldn't want to be a cute girl if they could? A lot of people, as it turns out. It took a long time and a lot more gigantic red flags I would eventually begin to notice for me to figure out what that disconnect meant, but this show really pushed me in the right direction. Anyway, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I appreciate all of you and the hum humor y'all bring into my day. Leah. P.S. Miles, your ad read for Anchor is wonderful. It makes me smile every time. P.P.S. Chad, you sounded great. Thanks, Leah. It's because it's a product I genuinely believe in. <laughs> nice. It's, thanks, Leah. It's sort of a shame for me because I was thinking recently, I was like, I'm going to make Miles record a 30-second version of that ad. It's too long. Can we and then like we got this email and I was like, just, well, I can't do that. Can we just turn the ad into like a song? We should just we should change it up occasionally. 
I think uh, we should write a song for it. I don't it. know how to do it as a song. And if, if I heard Miles sing at the beginning of a podcast, <laughs> that would come right out of my feed. <laughs> I would not continue listening to it. I Sorry, Miles. It longer, I guess. No, that's not what we want. <laughs> it was already longer, and I, sh- I shortened it. Anyway, thanks for thanks writing, Thanks for Leah. sharing your story, Leah. That, yeah. That's why I read uh, like a, a different like person's take on the show, because I was like, I bet this has meant something for LGBT people, yeah. but yeah. I'm not just going to sit here and guess. Yeah. Since uh, cool the new Matrix is out, I've been reading that a lot of people had the same experience with the original movies, and like mm. obviously I did not pick up on it because I was a teen and I was like, "Cool gun stuff." <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I would l- I would be interested in watching it again, watching it again through that lens. Mm. Uh yeah, and I've also heard that a lot of people found their gender gender their ge- their gender identity gentlemen uh, when playing <laughs> online games where you can choose your avatar. Yeah, because then you kind well, of sculpt it to what you like and what you want to be, and then you kind of realize what your tendencies are. And that's also a moment where you might say to yourself, "Well, who wouldn't want to be a cute girl if you have the chance?" And then you learn, "Oh, wait, I guess other people don't want to do that." Yeah, that's something that Leah referenced. So I was just like, "Oh, that might be another another occasion for that." Yeah, but being I mean, being online is nice because you can try out like introducing yourself to a new set of people and like they just okay they accept like that's who you are and then um like i've i've met a lot of trans people through like online communities and i didn't know that they were trans at first and then eventually like you know they they come out but like yeah i don't know online is a good place to find like a nice community that will just like accept you and you don't have to do any kind of i don't know like there's no like judgment. Yeah, it's just much. it's just what you say. It's just yeah. your brain. Yeah. Floating out there. Yeah, it's just two it's just different brains talking to each other. Yelling at each other. Yeah. Writing mean things. But you can always just fade away. No, but you find your nice communities where people are nice to each other. Yeah, if they exist. <laughs> they exist for like a month and then there's drama and you're like Bleh. That's true. There is all there once it gets to a certain size, there's drama. Yeah. <laughs> Often that is correct. This email is from Santiago. Subject line is McQueen. <laughs> this episode was insane. One of the reasons I really liked really liked Stone Ocean is because Araki just went ham when while creating most of the stands and made them a lot more experimental. Highway to Hell, this week's enemy stand, is such a stupid idea for a power. But I feel like Araki really makes it work here and turns a rather grim subject into a somewhat lighthearted episode. I don't know if you'll agree, but to me, this episode was a lot of fun. Also, since Mark asked, Mark with a K. Mm, Who is that? (laughs) Since Mark asked, I watched the second season of the Rohan live action and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it as much as the first season, but this time around, there is an episode that opens a lot of doors, dare I say heaven's door, for what might happen in the future but i'll contain my excitement for now we can discuss all of that when you guys watch it p.s i really like white snake's voice and then there's okay. a video attachment yeah i don't know about this it's, are we should we MP4. open should we open a video attachment Couldn't i'm opening it, it on my phone okay what is this <laughs> okay it's just it's just white snake's uh english voice saying mcqueen yeah or maybe that's japanese actually i don't it's know japanese i think okay my queen sounds like he's saying like my queen he's like a chess player <laughs> when you take his queen he's like my queen oh no 
Anyway. I don't like White Snake's voice. I decided this very episode. Wow. I like it. You I think it's like goofy. I think it's creepy. The English one is a little goofy to me, but the Japanese one oh, yeah. it works for me. I might have made it more robot-y if I had my druthers. Mm. I'd make it sound like Morpheus in Deus Ex. Hit me up if you know about Morpheus. He's on YouTube. You can find all the Morpheus conversations on YouTube. It's very good. Anyway, this email, this last email, is from Chad. And the subject line is sealed with a kiss on the highway to hell. Aloha, JJB pod Ohana. Uh, right off the bat, uh, Chad uh, gives the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, because, yeah, guess what, folks? This episode, we're going to talk about suicide. Because uh, it comes up a bunch. But but it's also, like, really silly. It's, it's a, really it's silly. very silly. Yeah, if you're ever feeling silly... Don't commit yeah. suicide. Take it seriously and then don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a fun activity to do in a jail. Anyway, here's Chad's email. He didn't say any of that. It was fun to finally see Hermes in action this week after disappearing for the last three episodes. Her stance ability is definitely a new type of power I don't think we've seen before. Meanwhile, her opponent, Xander McQueen, felt to me both pitiable and despicable all at once with a strange stand ability of his own. Here is the JoJo voice connection I found. Living content warning Xander McQueen shares his voice actor with the Phantom Blood movie version of Undead Vampire Knight Bruford and the two-faced vampire lackey Nuke Saku from the Part 3 TV series. As always, I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. What do you all think of the kamikaze type stands? As in stands that have the powers that either put their user at risk of dying or don't do anything unless their user dies. Besides Highway to Hell, we've also had Notorious Big, and I think at least one or two more, so it's not just a one-off thing. Thanks for Living writing, Living content Chad. warning is very funny. Yes. Yeah. That is that is the deal. Look, attitudes were different 20, 22 years ago by Jeebus. What are the attitudes? Back in, in 2000, it was like, haha, suicide. Mm. Who cares? It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think people still... There's dark humor. This yeah. didn't. This didn't make it seem dark, though. I feel like I was then again, fine like, with this. Then again, I never think anything is dark. Wow, <laughs> you're darker than than night. <laughs> um, I'm like, no, that wasn't dark. It was. It was funny. Yeah, I think they did it in a way where it didn't feel like this would be a real person anyway. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, I like the kamikaze stand. Well, how is Notorious Big a, a kamikaze? He just, he doesn't do anything. He just walks at them and they kill him. Cardane, the user. And then his stand just like attacks you in the plane and you can't do anything really because he's dead. You can't kill the user. Oh. And he seems invincible, but somehow Spice Girl defeats him by oh, making right. him like bounce into shit. I forget how, how she okay. kills him ultimately. I'm confusing Big with what was the what was the name of the gorilla stand? Notor- strength. Was, strength. Mm-hmm. Notorious Big gets what, tossed into the ocean, right? What was the name and of the that gorilla? Might be it. The gorilla's like name was Forever, which is a Wu Tang album. Okay, that's what I was confusing it. There's other '90s rappers coming. Don't worry. Yeah, there haven't been that many. Oh, just you wait. Okay. Part eight has a wonderful West Coast rapper, not the rapper himself, but a a song or actually album of his. Okay. Uh, that is. There's a there's a very funny. 
There's just a stand called Doggy Style or whatever. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> That's okay. what I would have guessed as well. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, I don't know what else I could really do with that that wouldn't be. I'm trying to think of what the Dre albums are called or something. I guess Tupac. There could be a stand called All Eyes on Me. Mm-hmm. If he yeah. Doggy Style is just a like. <laughs> what a silly. Yeah. You'll like, never guess why? what the power is though, because I'm, again, I'm not spoiling it. But just he hits it from the back. That's it. Nope. Nope. That's right, baby. If only, if only it has it has nothing to do with that. I'll I'll tell you later if you want. Okay. Yeah, his power is he doesn't look you in the eyes. Oh. Anyway, um, are those all the emails? Those are all the emails. Again, those were sent to Jojo's Bizarre. Thanks, Chad. At gmail.com. Thanks very much, Chad. Thanks, um, thanks Justin and uh, Santiago and Leia and Kenny and Justin. Yeah. Uh, said Justin and Chad. Okay. And thank you. You know what? Thank you, Jackie. For what? For being here and doing the pod with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. We also have a Patreon that you can go to by heading to patreon.com slash jjbpod. Uh, if you want to support the show, help us out. It starts at just a dollar a month. It also gets you access to the Patreon feed where we'll upload extra content, the occasional bit of video or cut audio from the episode Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter, and whatever else we feel like. And if you pledge at the $3 level, it's the same, but you'll feel better about yourself, and we will say thank you out loud on the podcast like this. So thank you so much to Ken Barron, Kasun, Caleb, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Dylan, Nocturnal, Kenny, Caden, Nick, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Martin, Michael, Christian, and Chad. You all make the world go round in our eyes. Thank you. You're the best. Around. Okay, we don't need a break, do we? Should we just keep on trucking? I'm okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, so yes, as stated, this is episode six of the anime called Hermes' Sticker. It adapts chapters 21 through 25 of the original manga. And my uh, favorite original chapter title that could have been a title for this episode is chapter 23 was originally called Fellow Travelers to Hell. Okay. And uh, I really like that one. Mm. I also noticed uh, there were no chapter comments this time, so we don't get to hear Araki talk about the dentist or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, since we've basically finished what made up volumes one and two, I will tell you that uh, we missed talking about volume one comment, which is Araki sort of explains why this Jojo is a woman. Oh. He says, the protagonist of Jojo part six is a woman. Why a woman? Woman in like the big quotes he likes to do. Why a woman? That's where it gets tricky. Woman. She's a Jojo protagonist, so she's got to be tough enough to not get disheartened even if she gets punched in the face. But sometimes she might be crawling around a ditch or she might have her legs spread open and fall from the top of a building. Having it be a woman is a bit of a tricky setup. But thinking about that gap, it actually seemed interesting. And it could be a person with great humanity like the Virgin Mary. (laughs) I felt I just had to make the protagonist a woman. There is no insight there. I do not understand what he's talking about. He's saying that he thought it would be an interesting challenge to write a woman. That's what I'm getting from that. Well, it just feels like he's saying like she's got to be tough, but she might also fall off buildings and stuff like a woman or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't really 
It's weird, but okay. Like, like when when you're a woman, JoJo, you got to think about like, well, what if my legs are all spread open? What if I fall down the stairs because I'm a klutz? Women what? always be falling off buildings. What if I what if I got to be crawling through a dirty ditch? Yeah. Oh no! That's him definitely thinking about cribbing Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> um, although that was not a dirty ditch, it was a shit pipe. Yeah, I think he just he wanted a he wanted a challenge, and then he's just talking about all the things that he had to think about differently. You know, um, she had to be just as tough, but it's a woman. Oh no! So now I have we we think about women in a certain way. Uh, the fact that he mentions the Virgin Mary, like <laughs> what? Well, that to me is the most clear clear like example of like okay, well I guess that is you thinking of a woman. You know what I yeah. mean? Is like thinking of women as like innocent and like important for giving birth to God. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. That at least makes some sense. I'm not saying I agree with it or whatever. She's Jolene's no Mary. No. She's very um, different. <laughs> I'm going to paste in the chat just since it is like another block of text, but I thought this was funny. This was at the end of the collected volume two or beginning. I don't know. There's another comment from Adaki. Could one of you guys read it? Let's have Miles I'll read it. it. Yeah. Observation of the nature surrounding us. Number four. Last year, I contracted gastritis due to stress, they say. During that period, I'd heard of the European proverb, he who cultivates tomatoes is never ill. I thought, really? Let's try this. Thus, I've begun to cultivate tomatoes. I bought some flower display cases for 2,300 yen, fertilizer and compost around 1,000 yen, steaks 200 yen, tomato seeds 140 yen. In brief, for three seedlings, I had to pay 10,920 yen. If I harvest 10 tomatoes, how much would one of them yield to be continued? Yes, that's the level of analysis that Araki kept up after volume one. It was much like the weekly chapter release where he has no idea what to say. He was like, anyway, I picked Jolene because I think about women like this. Next, he's like, dear diary. This re- this reminds me of like a viral tweet that I saw where it was like, oh, if someone gave you, you know, a lump sum of like a million dollars or like, would you would you rather a lump sum of a million dollars or uh, $20 a month for the rest of your life. What? And it was like something that like, obviously you would take the million dollars yes. because it wouldn't add up to like the 20, $20 a month or whatever. It was like $50 or whatever it was a yeah, month. Y- you already not la- are getting $20 a month. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget I, I don't it might not have been 20 whatever the number was it still wouldn't have added up to like it would have yeah. taken you like a million years to get a million dollars you know um and it, let's say it was like let's say it was like a hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month whatever um let's say it was a thousand dollars a month but anyway and then he's like i would take the you know the, that monthly payment and i would uh plant you know because with that amount you can uh, you can start a business or whatever, whatever. And then someone like responds, or I think he responds like, I would plant this many tomatoes and then they, and then, but then don't sell the tomatoes and you use those tomatoes to grow more tomatoes. And then suddenly you have a million tomatoes. And if you sell a million today, tomatoes for a dollar each. <laughs> uh, I think I did see that. Yeah. And people were like, you know, you can't just grow tomatoes for free. They need like land and upkeep and stuff. Yeah. Like you can't, and you need a lot of land to grow that many tomatoes. And yes. like, you can't just like all sell them at once. Like, Anyway, it's very dumb. It reminds me of that tweet. <laughs> also, like businesses fail, tomato prices change. Yeah, it's very stupid. Um, you know what I used to hate is when you talk about getting money in a lump sum or not, and people would be like, 
I'd hate to get a, a million dollars all at once because taxes take like half of it. I'm like, oh, you couldn't use five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's nothing to you. That's pe- That's peanuts. Right. Don't give me that shit. Don't even waste my time with half a <laughs> mil. <laughs> Silly. Yeah. Um, Miles, any online axes you want to grind? Any made up stories that you want to yell at, like we're doing? Uh, no. Okay, good. That was a test, and you passed. So, anyways, he spent like. Yes. A hundred bucks to harvest ten tomatoes, right? Something like that. I mean, I'd like to. Ch- I'd like to hear now. I mean, I'd like to hear what else he has. You know, has mm-hmm. how? How did he do? Yeah. What else has he cultivated? Mm-hmm. He feels. And, and has he ever been ill? Because it says he who cultivates tomatoes is never ill. Has he ever been ill? So I googled that and found no evidence whatsoever that that is a phrase <laughs> anybody says. <laughs> Zero evidence that he who cultivates tomatoes is never ill. I don't even know what that should mean. That's Maybe so funny. <laughs> Maybe it's like uh, you know, because he he that this is translated from Japanese, and he translated it into Japanese probably from English. What was the European? He said European. So it could have been like French or somebody. I don't know some I other guess. language up in Europe. Uh, foreign language speakers who live in Europe. Has anyone ever heard of tomatoes? Meaning you're never ill cultivating yeah. them specifically. It's very silly. And if you cultivate tomatoes, let us know if you're ever ill. Or if you're uh, making millions of dollars off of selling a million tomatoes. Lastly, something I wanted to do is play a game of Twister. And I just pull out a Twister what? map. Uh, is take a look at the Jojo Valer comments. Did you guys remember this? Where it's about, uh, you know, Araki put out that art book and there's a little book that includes all of his comments on stands. And I thought maybe we could take a look at it. Uh, I'm going to share my my Thunder mix screen with you. Uh so I'm going to I'm going to start here. Do you guys see? What is this? I mean, I see it. You just explained it. I understand. But what is I can so see it, it. It's I'm, Araki okay. explaining in like two sentences right. about okay. the stands. And this is each stand for this season. Okay. Yes. Got it. So for Stone Free, Araki says, "There's more focus on how Jolene has to tear her body apart to fight than on the design." For its fashion, I tried to keep it from looking like any previous stand. I like the python pattern shoulder pads. I like the shoulder pads too. Jackie, can you read this? All right, Google, Google dolls. Goo goo dolls. Uh, kind of looks like a Poco Loco stand from part seven, doesn't it? Like it's someone you can make small talk with when you're lonely. I think its design is a mummified monkey. I really like the hairband that its host, Gwess, wears. He writes like he's not the one who... Yeah, who invented it. Yeah. Like, I really like... No, you you came up with it. Why did you come up with it? I'm noticing minor spoilers here and there, so I'm going to click and then run away if it doesn't work. Okay. Uh, Miles, can you read this one? This is Manhattan Transfer, designed to look like a sort of plant. There's a plant that looks like this and flies around. It grows in the tropics, so it's pretty large and fluffy, then I modified it to see more like a satellite or stealth fighter. A flying plant, huh? Hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to stop as I read. You guys can't see anymore, right? Yep. Correct. Okay, white snake. The symbols representing the bases in DNA and my image of an executioner. Digital media had become standard, so it extracts large amount of information as disks. I really like its design and the stand users as well. Of course you like it. You invented it. I know. Kiss, uh, sticks, 
Sticks kisses stickers onto things. That's all. Ha ha ha. Again, I was careful not to make the stand silhouette too similar to those of her allies. Hermes's position in the story is kind of like a female version of Polnareff. Highway to hell. Highway to hell. Um, I needed to lift someone up to make them commit suicide. <laughs> what? I needed to lift someone up to make them commit suicide, and I thought it would be cooler to use propellers than rope. Okay. Characters in JoJo are generally optimistic, but this guy's optimistic about attempting suicide. Laughs. <laughs> he sounds like an old man jokey person. He is. Uh, he gardens, for God's sake. <laughs> I don't um, know. Reading that, I, I for some reason, I was thinking of your mom, Mark. Uh, yeah, just like the way there's an exclamation point after something that's like kind of fucked up, and you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> that, that feels a little bit like my mom. Yeah. Like my mom, she had, there was a period of time where her emails caps lock would just get turned on in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> and she'd even write like, I don't know how to turn this off and then just send the email anyway. <laughs> I was like, that's right. Don't proofread when sending to your son. It doesn't yeah. matter. Anyway. Do you uh, want to go through the episode beat by beat? Because I have, I can do that. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. All right. So it starts out where, where get, we get a little bit of a narration from Jolene. She's in the punishment ward. So remember last episode, she like kind of escaped and they kind of caught her, but she kind of gave herself back in. Anyway, she's in the punishment ward, whatever that means. I'm assuming that's like... Solitary confinement, right? Yeah, solitary. So she's in the punishment ward. Maybe they, you know, this is like a weird prison that does, you know, it's all about freedom. So maybe the the solitary confinement is, maybe punishment ward is something different, you know? Uh, And they also added an additional five years to Jolene's sentence. We learned that in the beginning. Some guy comes and steals Hermes's money. So she's like in like a hot, we find out it's a hospital bed, but she's like in bed and her legs are like exposed. Open. Oh. Yeah. And they're also open. And then you see like a guy's hand come and like kind of caresses her leg. And then he steals money from. I think from her panties. Okay. Because his hand goes near her crotch. But Jackie, what would you call the clothing she's wearing in that scene? She's it's like a long t-shirt or like a t-shirt dress. Yeah, it's like, it's a, t- like a weird. It's like a t-shirt dress. Okay, because I don't know. It's like a hospital gown, but fashionable. <laughs> yeah, it's not a romper, right? Rompers turn into they have leg holes. They're not like a skirt. Yeah, I think rompers Correct. are like shorts. Okay. All right. Sorry. Please continue. Yeah. So he steals her money, and then she kind of like wakes up she's like asleep she kind of like wakes up and is like hey why don't you come back here with my money you jerk um and she notices she has a sticker in her hand she's like in so she's in like the infirmary she's like i what happened to her that she was like sick or something she says like oh i woke up i cut my hand and then you know i fell asleep and the doctors say you had a infection probably okay so now she has like a sticker on her hand and it has a little it has a kiss on it, right? It has a little kiss. It's got lip lipstick. imprints and like a recycle square arrow icon. <laughs> okay. I think. It looks like a retweet almost, but a retweet you kissed. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> and then she has a flashback where it, it kind of says how she got there, where she picked up a... She was, um, I guess, in the visitor area or whatever. She She found a charm on the floor. Like, it looked like it was like in between, like it was going to go through the... Um, Into the sewer. To the sewer. It's where Jolene threw it. Yeah. And so she grabs it. And when she grabs it, she gets stabbed by it because this fucking thing is just like super dangerous. It's, it's a menace. <laughs> it's Yeah. 
Um, and so she gets stabbed by it, and then she says that she stole it, to, that she sold it to Gwess afterwards. And she's like, "Has I, have I been bedridden ever so- since?" Because that was the last thing that she remembers. And then, and then, I don't. She like repeats to her. She's like, "Columbus sailed the ocean in 1942. That's Bugs Bunny's definitely birthday. Definitely not the year, Jackie." 1492 <laughs> and Bugs Bunny's birthday is July 27th, That's 1940. Right. In the manga, Hermes uh, actually checks Mickey Mouse's birthday in her head and it's November 18th. Uh, but I guess oh. they got they got real scared of Disney here and they decided to switch it to Bugs Bunny. Uh, so which makes sense because I think Warner technically owns this anime. Technically, the Jojo anime is under the Warner Media umbrella. So mm. they could talk about bugs all they want. Maybe there'll oh, be a yeah. stand called Daffy Duck. Mm. And he can turn his beak around when he blows up. Anyway. <laughs> so she yeah, she checks to make sure she's not dreaming or something or to make sure her memory is there because yeah, she she gets like she checks her clipboard and sees that she's had like 26 exams but doesn't remember them. Is this Bug Bugs Bunny's like canon day he was born or is it the day that Bugs Bunny like debuted? It's a great question, yeah, because I feel like Bugs Bunny wouldn't, I feel like he wouldn't want to date himself at all. Like, he wouldn't be like, today's my birthday, July 20, I don't think he would do that. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I'll find out, don't worry. His first appearance. Oh. Who wouldn't know that? Wild Hair, July 27, 1940. Who would know Bugs Bunny's birthday? A, a JoJo character. Who would know Mickey yeah, Mouse's true. birthday? Uh, Mickey Mouse fans. People, I think, are more likely to know Disney history than they are to know Warner Brothers history. You know, like, everyone knows Steamboat Willie, the first cartoon that Mickey Mouse was in. Yeah. Not everyone knows whatever the fuck Bugs Bunny showed up in first. The real answer is Araki. Yes, of course. (laughs) Well, no, you know what? Maybe because this takes place in the U.S., he was like, "What what would an American know? You know? And that's maybe that's why he went with Mickey Mouse slash Bugs Bunny. Yes. You know? Like, maybe maybe for him, it was, like, some... Yeah. We yeah, all like, know about Columbus, our patron saint. Right. Yeah, that made and sense. Other it's American. Saint, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Uh, okay, Bugs Bunny was in a few shorts, but is widely credited to have debuted in the Oscar-nominated A Wild Hair from 1940. I think I've seen it. Oh. I think I... Because I, I remember seeing a really, really old Bugs Bunny cartoon. Let's watch all the Oscar-nominated movies ever, but they're all only the cartoons. Okay. I like that okay. idea. And then we can just be like, I really like the shading. Anyway, so then she, um, her sticker ends up on one of her shoes, and then she notices she has an extra shoe, um, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And then she goes and she takes that sticker. No, she doesn't take it, but she gets another sticker. Like she keeps seeing stickers are stuck to her hand, um, so she takes it, and then like she's trying to count. She's like, "I have three shoes." It's like she's like, "I'm supposed to have two. She counts, and then she sees that her hands that she has an extra finger because there was a sticker on her finger. And it was scary. And then she takes the sticker off. There's like stickers everywhere. And she takes the sticker off her finger and it like snaps back and it they they forge back together. Yeah. They combine again. And it looks like it hurts. Yeah. Blood does shoot out. And when the shoes recombine, they are like partially broken. Yeah. So she she's like, okay, I there's this weird power that um when my sticker attaches to an object, that object is duplicated. And when the sticker is removed, the duplicate and the original combine back together and it causes um, 
uh, damage. Damage. Yeah. That was a little confusing to me at first, but yeah, it's especially not, it's the not, damage part. Especially the damage part. It's not a hundred percent clear, but it just seems like maybe Araki saw like the animation of like things slamming back together and was like, "That should hurt." Mm. You know, because like if you've ever seen like sci-fi or something where things like merge into one, you're kind of like, eh, it looks like it should really damage it. And then he he did it. So that's her power. So she, get, she gets the hang of her power pretty quickly um, because then she uses it to attack that janitor that stole her money. She like puts a sticker on his mop and makes it hit her or something. I don't know. I don't know how she attacks him. She makes it hit him. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't get... She would have had to have put a mop... She would have had to stick the mop before he like left. It's this is weird, right? I don't know. Is that the deal that she duplicated it? Maybe I, she, I don't know. Maybe I guess it's like actually, a jump. Yeah. It's like a jump ahead, right? Maybe she didn't actually use her sticker power. I don't know. But no, she, she definitely did. Okay, I think it is a jump ahead. Yeah, so something happened for her to yeah. set up this trap. Yeah, and he falls to the ground, and he has two CDs in coming out of his being ejected out of his head. Okay, I have questions. Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we had thought that uh, White Snake will get your CDs to pop out when you use your stand. When you use your stand. So what's the deal here? Because it's uh, the only thing I could think of is like, if these broomsticks really hurt the janitor, McQueen, was he already like doing the mirror damage effect to someone else? And so his head got hit really hard and then someone in the prison elsewhere got their hit, head hit really hard and so that let White Snake steal his CDs or is this just complete like this is, this is a good question I think Araki's already conformity with his own rules he's already breaking his rules because I don't think he was using because you like you have to use your powers you're right in order to make the CDs pop out that's what you guys decided it make, no that's what he says in the, yeah, in the episode right before yes. I don't know uh it makes me wonder if something else is going on. Like, I don't know. Did, so is it established that he had a stand before encountering Whitesnake? Ah, uh, no. But how would he get we a don't stand? Know. How would he get a stand? I thought you needed to be stabbed by this charm now. Maybe he puts a CD in Maybe your head he had a works. CD shoved in his head. And uh... if that happens, maybe it pops out of you when you get hit hard enough. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. They also pop out at the end, too, like he's a toaster. <laughs> and toasters do have electricity through them. Uh, so I did read, as I was reading the manga for this episode, I, like, you know, saw the in-between in chapter stuff where there's some explanation of things. So White Snake, the stand, works that it says something like the juices, like, while they digest you, while they're melting you, they also uh, melt your heart. Which I think in this case in the Japanese, what they mean is like your mind, because mm -hmm. it's like the, the or your soul. The kanji is like person's heart, but that that like literal translation that I saw online called it like one's mind. Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea is that it does somewhat melt your mind, which to me makes sense because that's also why they would hallucinate and dream these weird dreams. Mm -hmm. So it's like it puts you to sleep, and then while you're being digested, even though Jolene and Jotaro seem to take no damage. Mm -hmm. He's able to extract your CDs somehow. Uh, and the other thing was I got clarity. I think there's like an in-between chapter thing where Emporio explains that if you have both CDs removed, it's like you have 
no soul. They both comprise the mind or the soul. Yeah. And so if you lose them, you lose all will to live and you will die unless you're on life support, in which case you'll be like in a coma. Mm. So that does seem to mean that shouldn't Jotaro be dead or does it take time? Do they put him on a machine? He's dead, man. Is he I like don't know. laying on the beach? Like I hope somebody came know. for him and hooked him up to some kind of machine. He's my, fucking dead, bro. That's my favorite album, Jotaro Dead on the Beach. He's just fucking lying there. He's getting eaten by like fucking seagulls. Crabs. Yeah. Crabs are poking at him. Anyway, seagulls are biting his eyes. So Hermes notices this janitor where she fucks him up with the broom, the broomstick trick. The, the disc are rejected. She takes one, but not the, not the other. And yeah, she's not greedy. And then she's going around looking for him because I guess he's took her money. Is that why she's looking for him? She wants to give him his CD back. Does she really? Because she never actually gives it back to him. That's true. I think she just wants her money back. Maybe maybe a trade. Like, I'll give you your CD back if you give me my money. I don't know. But um, she notices. She's like, what is this? It's like a it's like a CD. It's shiny, but it's rubbery. It's like it's it's like bendy. Yeah. She doesn't like touch a- the goo that's on it either, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then um, she, she looks at it and she's able to see a video in there. Yeah. It's it's like kind of projecting something on the it's surface. Like a, it's of like it. a laser disc. Yeah, um, and it's it's kind of like, uh, it looks like it's his last moments. It's like his memories. Yeah, and it's him talking. Well, it's more White he's Snake like, talking to him. No, he's like, haha, I got this money and I'm going to oh, hide yeah. it in this place. And so he hides the money and then White Snake is like, hey, man, you're a piece of shit. He, uh, like, help me out. <laughs> you're a huge <laughs> piece of shit and I like that about you. They, it- they, they, they kind of, exp- they, he really says that later. There's like a flashback later where he's like, hey, man, you're a big piece of shit and you should help me. Yeah, he says something in the manga where he's like, like, you are truly evil, but you have no maliciousness to you. You have he, no, like, willful, like, you know, malintentions, but of, you're definitely evil because you're so self-involved and you don't care. He kind of tells him that his, like, life is a waste or something. He kind of makes him feel bad about himself. Well, he says, he says, like, you think everything's about you because you try to blame everything on yourself. Mm. So... I don't know. This whole episode and stand feels like Araki's thoughts on suicide. And he's basically just saying that he thinks it's harmful to everyone around you and, and that he, it's selfish. And that it's funny. It's also very funny <laughs> to thinks, him. He thinks it's funny. <laughs> he thinks it's super funny. Um, and so It's and, not funny, everyone. And he and uh, he's like, McQueen, will you... White, White Snake is like, McQueen, will you join me? And... We don't hear the answer, really. We don't hear the answer. And... Oh, it looked like the CD was like stuck to her face. It almost goes into her head. While she was trying to see the memories. I think that this might be foreshadowing or implying that you can take someone else's stand or mm. have a, so like maybe he Or take was, their memories and download them onto your brain. Right. So maybe he was given his stand from someone else. Like maybe, maybe White Snake mm. opened up a big CD wallet that had like, you know, like six by six or four, three by three, four by four, like, and he just flipped through it and he's like, have this uh, suicide one because you're selfish. Yeah. Um, and so she's in the bathroom while she's while this is happening, and the janitor goes in the bathroom, and this is the janitor that she's been looking for, um, that stole her money, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I've never been stalked by a woman before. This shit would never happen." I feel like. Uh, which part? The suicide stand CD popping out of his head, or the thing where he says, <laughs> "I'm being stalked by a woman." You're, the janitor isn't going to come into the ladies' bathroom um, while there's still women in there. 
that's not you're not supposed to do that well maybe she went past like a wet floor don't enter sign Mm, no he came in while she was in there he didn't do the janitor thing where you like kind of knock and you wait for the all the women to leave i let them knock and then i stand also in a woman's prison like are the are the janitors gonna be men oh yeah i don't know well it's like one side of the prison has dudes but yeah I think he has like special privileges or something they were talking about. Maybe because he's like been on good behavior or something. I don't oh, know. No, you know what she does later say when she like runs away from him? She's like, here's my discharge. Like I'm returning to the women's prison or something. So mm-hmm. she might have been oh, in like a mixed the, area because she was in the, in the hospital. hospital ward. Yeah. So Those classic mixed areas in prison. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't do that. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so. He's like, oh, I've never been stalked by a woman before. And then she mentions the discs and whatever, like, just, I don't know what the shit is. And he starts crying and he's like, I can't remember what discs are you talking about? He starts crying. Um, And, you know, she's like, dude, what's wrong? Are you okay, man? And he's like, oh, did you just ask if I was okay? How nice. Oh, I haven't spoken to a woman in such a long time. This is all like a very silly interaction. Um, very silly and i want to say she's trying to talk to him like seriously or something and he's just i don't know he's just being silly he's he's yeah he's like a silly non-real character yeah his name is is thunder mcqueen in some translations but you'll notice that chad called him uh xander yeah because the katakana is just sanda mm, so you can xander. really mm. read that either way uh, and apparently at one point his id badge uh, in the manga just says alexander mcqueen who is the fashion guy that he's named after if you look up Alexander McQueen, by the way, his Wikipedia article has a picture of him, and he does not look like a fashion icon at all. He just looks like a regular schnook, just like a dude wearing like button-down shirt with jeans and like a sloppy goatee, and it's just like, how the fuck is this a guy whose last oh, name yeah. is McQueen, right? Isn't he just like a regular-ass schlub? Yeah, he looks like he works in an, a regular-ass office. Yeah, or like GameStop or something. But he, does he design men's clothing? Maybe uh, he's really good at women's clothing. He doesn't do shit now. Yeah, that's true. I'm a better designer than he is now. <laughs> I think he did do some stuff with women. There's like a controversies or something section where people speculated that he argued with some lady. I don't know. Okay. It is kind of fucked up that this character is named after him because he committed suicide. But it was after the comic. Araki could not have known. Yeah. It was fucking he, nine years later. He? No. <laughs> what if he's like Rohan and he when he wrote it down he made it happen? Oh shit. Yeah. It that's is. what I think is going on here. <laughs> uh also he's a little bit of a murderer. <laughs> McQueen has an M in his hair. I don't know if you all noticed that. Okay. There's like an M in in like his his not bangs, but the front of his hair. And he also It's for has Miles. A, he has a that must be it. He has like a tag around his collar that Depending on when you watch the anime, I guess, it either says E-D-W-N, like in the manga, or it says E-O-W-N. It seems to have changed. What did those What are those? Oh, mean? yeah. It's like Ewan. It's like I a have no character idea. from Lord of the Rings. Ewan. Or E-D-W-N, which is like Edwin. Mm. I do not know. I could not figure that out. If any listeners... Like, what's... Yeah, if you guys know... What's he wearing on his butt? I don't know. Why would I know that? He's wearing oh. like some sort of like, like, art. Like I don't know. I don't know what it. A cod piece. It's like a chastity it. belt. Like yeah, some kind of like iron underwear looking thing. 
I don't know. He's he's weird. Like, like the lady wore in Robin Hood Men in Tights. It's exactly what I'm thinking of, Miles. <laughs> Call the locksmith, etc. Good movie, Mel Brooks movie. Anyway, so then he hangs himself. Yeah, he's just but he makes the like fastest, suddenly, fast, very quickly. Yeah, Hermes can do nothing. It's just like the super fast noose, and he's like, "I want to die." Yeah, yeah. And this is why prisons don't let you wear whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. He should not have a belt. Yeah. But that's the thing is, if you just pay somebody in the prison like thirty dollars, you can wear whatever ridiculous JoJo clothing you want. Yeah. I don't understand why this person is not already dead. He seems to be really proficient at harming himself i don't know if i agree actually because when he tries to drown himself he just like from a standing position throws himself into the sink which i don't think would work i think once you go limp you would fall out of the fucking sink he was in the toilet wasn't he no it was a sink oh Oh, god in the toilet i don't know i thought it was if someone were drowning themselves in the toilet i'd be like i am gonna let you do it because i i don't (laughs) i wouldn't want to live past that ew gross um i thought maybe because he lost his memory stand, you know, he, not stand. He lost his memory CD. Maybe it made him suicidal. That's what I thought. Like, if you don't have your memory, it's like something's <sighs> missing, and you want to, you know, and you don't know who you are, or what you are, or what you're doing, and then you want to die. I don't think so. Because White Stake talks about how selfish she is and thinks that he's like down on himself because he's selfish, and he has scars on his wrist from slashing them. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think those were like recent scars that Hermes noticed. Okay, noticed. So I'm not sure. I think he might just be bad at it or they're like usually half-hearted. I don't know. Okay. So when he hangs himself, Hermes ends up getting thrown into the air. And this is where Araki was talking about needing to make them propellers because it's like she needs to be hanged in the air. So we'll make it like a collar that has little little propellers on it. And she gets lifted into the air and, and begins to suffocate. Yeah, she's being choked by the helicopter in, in her neck. And I forget how she gets out of that. She throws a sticker onto the belt noose, which duplicates it. And the duplicate thankfully gets closer to her. Then she peels the sticker off mm. and it slams back in and breaks the noose. I, I got that. Okay. By the way, rare, op- rare time that the stand name has to do with the power. Because it's like you're, you jump into his car on the highway to hell. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I just think that's interesting. So his stand power is that... When he tries to kill himself, somehow he targets a specific person that to go down with him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like someone, the last person he talked to, someone he's thinking about maybe. I don't think it's Radius because when he tries to electrocute himself later, it probably yeah. wouldn't have been Hermes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And the, the description of his stand in between chapters is like, it's again, Araki like guessing at his own creations. He's like, it could probably work if he starved himself. And it's like, well, why don't you know that? Um, <laughs> and it said explosions even. So if he blew himself up, you would blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, seems uh, pretty fucked up. Yeah. So he has a suicide stand. Um, and then, you know, she saves him and he's like, oh, I owe you for saving my life. And then he immediately tries to drown himself in the sink. Yep. Um, and then she gets a little helicopter of water around her mouth yeah it's like a little inner tube like a jelly ring that goes around her her face and i didn't catch it the first time i watched this but she does something clever 
where in order to keep breathing, she... She gets a second nose. She puts a sticker on her nose. Yep. She, keep, keep breathing. She dupes her nose and then she's able to like breathe out of that. And she's like, this fucking guy. And she doesn't actually use a sticker in this case. I think she just grabs a broom or a mop and just smacks him with it. So he fa- yeah. falls out of the sink. And he's like, let me die. Yeah. <laughs> he just really wants to die. Um... And then she, uh, she's like, "Stay away from me, or I'll kill you." Which he's like, "Please do." He's like, "Do it." Yeah. Uh, and she's like, "I gotta go," and she just runs away. And she takes the disc with her, and he kind of says to himself, "Like, oh, she picked up a disc from the bathroom floor that I think belonged to me. Will she give it back to me? Probably not." Yeah. And the manga, I think, he also was like, "I want to die." Like he says it again. Oh my like, god! And so you know that he's going to go try it. Mm. Um. And then as she's she's leaving to go back to her, she's like going up some stairs. Section. She's going down some stairs. I and think. then she runs past um, Emporio. Emporio, and, the baseball boy. Yes, and he tells her about stands, and he tells her about how there's a memory disc and a stand disc, um, or the soul, the soul album. It comes in pairs. It's a double disc album, which yeah. to, I think we all know is usually not a great idea. <laughs> you know double yeah. disc out except like nine inch nails is the fragile you know that's a that's good the only good one it's the only good one um so she took the memory one and he has a stand without his memory and he's suicidal and he, now he's electrocuting himself because now now she starts seeing cuts around on her arms and then electricity on her arm yeah, it's pretty horrifying to imagine like bolts of electricity making holes in your body. I don't think that's how it works, but th- it looks I, painful. Oh, I thought he was like cutting himself and then putting electricity for some reason. Yeah, it does look like that. But I think when they when they go to him, he isn't doing that really. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Emporio strangely knows it's like, oh, yeah. You can't just die directly from electricity. You need, uh, I guess, because your body, I don't know, something your, about body your body has like a natural resistance, he says. But like, this isn't necessarily true. Mm hmm. Because, like, I know that if you're, like, working on electric stuff, if your hand is, like, if you have both hands touching something electrical, then, like, you form a loop that includes your heart. Yeah. And the electricity can go through your heart and kill you. So if you're ever messing with, like, electric shit in your house, uh, kill the circuit or call a professional. Yeah. Or if you're like me, just wing it because you can do it. No, no I'm, I'm don't kidding. wing it. I almost died probably. Uh, so, yeah, it's just weird that he's, like, He's like, oh, yeah, the human body can resist 100 ohm, uh, whatever. And then he's like, he probably is getting saline because that can conduct electricity one to one and pierce your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he says salt water in the dub, but saline in the the sheets uh, dub in the whatever the fuck. I don't know. I'm tired. And she runs (laughs) over to him and she's like, She's like, don't do it. You'll kill me. (laughs) And she's she tells him, you know, don't lie. There's lots of things that that are lucky in life. Um. And then he, he tells her about how he was like cleaning out his gun in his apartment. And at the same time, a woman uh, tries to jump, for, uh, you know, the, the woman above him tries to jump out of her window to kill herself. And in an unlucky moment, as he was cleaning his gun, it fired at the woman who was jumping off of the building. It hit her midair. It hit her midair. And he that's why he's in jail. Or not, right? Yes. He went to jail for uh, murder. Murder. They they say so. that, that he killed her, even though she was committing suicide and she just fell into his bullet. <laughs> so, Jackie, do you? <laughs> this is a thing, right? Yeah. Ja- yes, Jackie. Did this sound familiar to you at all? 
No. So you and I started, I mean, I've seen it a million times, but we started watching the movie Magnolia mm-hmm. and it is mentioned in the beginning of Magnolia. It's like a few stories of coincidence. Mm. And both of these are based on a fictional story. Uh, both of what? The Magnolia story and this backstory for his stand. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of someone with the last name Mills, I believe. Harper Mills? It's Ronald Opus. Yes. The character's name is Ronald the Opus. The case, the story was told by, yeah, Don Harper Mills. And But in that version of the story, it's a woman jumps off the roof to kill herself. A couple is arguing and the gun goes off and kills her. But there was a safety net that she would have landed in mm. had he not shot her by accident. Oh. And the idea is it's supposed to illustrate the complexity of intent and stuff in homicide because it's like, the guy didn't even mean to shoot his wife because yeah. he, he normally would threaten her with an unloaded gun. Mm. And then they find out that the son had loaded the gun because he was angry with his mom for something. Mm. So was it the son's intention? Blah, blah, blah. Ooh. It is eventually ruled in that fictional story, though, that uh, it is considered a suicide and no one gets mm. prosecuted for homicide. Okay, uh, But it is funny that this guy gets sentenced even though there was no net and she would have died. Yeah. But it's still like the bullet struck her, I guess, so... Or maybe they just like the defense did a bad job or somebody did a bad job of being able to prove that like she wasn't like in the, you know, that that's what happened, that she wasn't like in his apartment or something, you know? Yeah. Did the did the anime show it at all? Yeah. Okay. Because. Yeah. The manga, it looks like she's going to hit his balcony, which she might have survived. Uh, <laughs> just So it's like, yeah, that's that's not good, dude. Right. Um, and why are you cleaning a loaded gun? What are you doing? I, I, he probably didn't think it was loaded. You know, you, check it. you you remove everything and then there's still one in the chamber or whatever. Yeah, he says like one stuck in the barrel, which that that's yeah. not how that works. I don't know. It's in the breach where it gets fired. You can't fire something in a barrel. What are you talking about? You don't Save even it know. Save for your gun pod, Mark. <sighs> All right. Me and Katie are going to talk about competitive rifle shooting. Okay. What? And how to clean guns. Anyway, so he tells her this story and Admus is like, Nah, man, like, you know, you, there's things lucky, whatever, whatever. Like, oh, I bet if some cute girl gave you her panties, you would feel lucky. And so she's just like, yeah, I'll give you. She's like, oh, I'll give you my panties. And it's like a funny thing. And he's like, you'll really do that? <laughs> yeah, she like pulls it like the side of her her underwear. She like pulls it up and is like, oh, how embarrassing. It's very funny. It's a nice, uh, what cute sort of, I guess they what they would call like a gap or gap moe. Mm-hmm. Because even though this is like her putting on a bullshit sentiment, mm-hmm. but it's sort of like she's normally like a sort of like tough, deep voiced uh, character. But then she's suddenly like, oh, oh, man, my underwear. Like, mm-hmm. so it's fun to see that kind of switch up. Uh, so, you know, she's full of shit. I don't know how much I really think this, but I wrote down. Just say you'll fuck him. That's <laughs> what I wrote down. Like, instead of giving your panties. Yeah. (laughs) I think the panties thing also, it works better in Japanese. I think that's more a thing that's, like, desirable. Whereas, like, I've definitely seen a few American movies make reference to stealing panties, but that's not generally a thing that we talk about. Mm. When I was a kid and as a man. Not us guys. Yeah. Miles, like, I don't know. Did you know anybody? We guys get together. We don't talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, but when you're, like, a kid, is anybody like, oh, yeah, I got her panties. Like, I can't. I'm going to steal underwear that's not like a thing right maybe like, like middle school or something when when no like one when actually like did it as much as we dare to imagine yeah it's just i don't know mm. to me it's weird and it was weird hearing the actress talk about it in the dub yeah i thought the actress was really good by the way 
Yeah. Back is for Hermes. Tiana mm-hmm. Camacho. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, you're just pretend. Tia Camacho. <laughs> Tiana, please get it right. And then she says something Tiana about. Camacho on JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Please come on the podcast. Anyway, um, he says some, she says something about Mondays and how everybody hates Mondays, but then whatever, whatever. And I'm like, she's she she talked about this in like the first episode where like she doesn't wear Monday panties, I guess. What? Or something, what? right? I don't remember this. Am I confusing this with something else? I think so. She says, like, look, everybody. Oh, who am I thinking of? There, there's this, there's like, a, it's like a woman who has, who, who her boyfriend broke up with her because she has uh, panties for every day of the week, except for one, except for one day. I think it was Monday. And so the boyfriend thought that she was cheating on her because she was missing one from the set. Miles, does any of this make sense to you? I don't remember. I don't remember this, Jackie. I either uh, know this really well because I saw like the, the beginning episode or two, like, Five times, or I'm thinking of a completely different you're, you're show. You're thinking of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. I might be thinking of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Listeners, write in and, oh, damn it. I googled JoJo Panties Day of the Week and I found a seven-pack of girls' underwear themed around JoJo Siwa. That sounds, oh, okay, never mind. That's a nope. different JoJo. It's just a bunch of websites trying to sell me underwear. Um, well, why does she say all this shit about Mondays then? I think my explanation makes perfect sense. No, she sense. says everyone hates Mondays, but we all know a Saturday is rolling around. It's not always Mondays. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I was sentenced on a Saturday or something. Yeah, I love that line. It's very good. <laughs> the way he's just like, I went to jail on a Saturday. And he's like, you're just pretending to be kind. And he's just like very down on himself and depressed. And she just starts yelling at him and calling him a bastard and tells him to stop being so selfish and thinking about himself. And uh, she all, in the English dub, she calls him a shit stain. Um, so she, she's kind of being mean. I think she's she also tells him that like White Snake doesn't care about you or something. And he's like, oh, now you're being nice because you're sincere. Like, it's really nice that you're being honest. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm so I'm so blessed that I can die with you. And then he tries to kill himself again um, with like electrocuting himself. And uh, but this time she made a copy of his head. She had thrown a sticker onto his head. So he has a double head. Mm-hmm. And then as he shocks himself, it does begin to shock Hermes, but the electricity burns off the sticker, so his heads merge, and then it damages his head, I guess, and either knocks him out or kills him. Uh, so I guess the idea there is then that either would, like, cut off the cord, you know, because, like, he, he wrapped the cord from the, whatever the electrical source is, he wrapped that around him, or maybe he was holding the button, and by damaging his head, he lets go, I don't know. But then his discs pop out like toast is ready. Yeah. And she takes one and is like, well, if you hit $5,000 somewhere, I'll take that as payment for all this bullshit. And then she's like, also, I need to talk to this Jolene. She seems to know some shit. And that's how it she ends. She knows Jolene already, right? Yes. She yeah. like She remembers her, but she doesn't like know her. You know, you don't know me, know me. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh... So yeah, it's like weird seeing this in 2022 and thinking about like making these sort of jokes about a suicidal character. But regardless, I uh, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a fun idea for a stand. It's cool to see a new character introduced that is like another example of like, here's a weird stand power. Here's all the ways you could use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I liked it. What'd you guys think? I hated this guy. You hated this guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was so annoying to me. <laughs> 
like <laughs> like if you met him you'd hate him or you hated him as like even a conception i hated him as no like if i met him i, I would hate him yeah he sucks. I was just like oh my god get rid of this guy <laughs> i hope he's i mean he's dead right he might be i don't I, know i mean i think he's dead if she takes both his cds he's gonna die apparently and, and it, when his head snapped back together it looked like it was not working that's really scary anymore. by the way that her stand could do that that's yeah. very scary yeah she could have as many shoes as she wants uh i yeah i guess it's weird because if really she, powerful ability what if she throws a sticker at your head and that dupes your head is it mm-hmm. if you remove it that could also happen because it's the electricity that removes it so it's not like mcqueen himself doesn't peel it off neither does she so like she could just throw a sticker at your head and then you have no choice but to walk around with two heads because yeah, if you I peeled think it off could peel it off that's pretty crazy if it actually kills people that's like a really scary dangerous and user. is it just like a regular ass paper sticker like after a while it'll like decay like if you walk out in the rain will it well no mm. it's a stand you I, sure i think you, t- you take a shower you end up snapping your head back no i think it's a stand sticker okay um so here are okay. s- some differences between the anime episode and the the fucking manga that it originally came from uh emporio is supposed to actually show hermes uh a bunch of other characters and stuff and another location in the jail but they moved that to a few episodes later so sorry mm. but you don't get all that until a little bit later on the beginning where they're like jolene got five years at and is now in the the fucking punishment ward where sailor moon says i'm gonna punish you mm. uh that's just added for the anime i guess they just wanted to be like we didn't forget about our main character she's still here um i also discovered just in like looking up stuff about hermes that the pointy shit on her forehead and chin are tattoos oh that's not hair uh and she is mexican-american okay at least half nice but yeah she's uh mexican-american which uh makes sense i guess why they want to inject spanish into her speech in the in the dub in the first episode Mm. uh according to did they yes she's she calls jolene chica I don't know if she says oh, anything okay. else. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, unless I misheard it and she said Pika. No, she says Chica. I thought she said maybe, maybe she said Pika like Pikachu and she's a Pokemon. Uh-huh. She could be a Pokemon. She could be. She could be a Pokemon, yeah. The voice. Let's not rule it out. Let's not rule it out. The voice actress uh, Mutsumi Tamura says that this is the director's favorite episode. <laughs> okay. The anime director's like, I like this one where the annoying guy keeps trying to kill himself. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like funny, but it's also sad, but it's also funny. It's pretty fucked up, but that's the thing. Is like Araki definitely was like, this guy's annoying, and you don't feel that bad for him. And also, had him be a thief, which isn't enough for me to be like, yeah, die. But maybe that's also why White Snake <laughs> takes great lengths to be like, you're evil. You're a special kind of evil that's very evil, and you will help me. Uh, but I do ultimately, I mean, like, he's so annoying, but I would feel bad for him, and I'd want him to get help, you know, or at least I'd recommend like a podcast. Something that would like be uplifting. Maybe I'd recommend him our Maybe. podcast. Yeah, this po- this very podcast. Yeah, people have said that it's good. These people are maybe us. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, I think that's everything I have on here. All of my notes. Um, what did you guys think of the ep overall, though? Even if you found McQueen annoying. It was okay. I like. I like. Uh... Hermes. She's cool. Yeah, me too. And I like uh 
I don't know if it's going to continue, but I, I sort of like this conceit of like, okay, we're taking a step back from Jolene. We're going to show you what else is happening. Like, yeah, because there's a lot of possibilities. Us. Yeah, because it like uh, I remember in part five, there, it was just like a lot of episodes that were not about Jorno at all. And at least here we have like a reason for stepping away from Jolene because she's locked up. Yeah, they still could have some. They, they still could just be like, here's a guard who turns into a snake or something. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for um, what the stuff with Emporio that they moved. I'm excited to see that. Um, Do we? Does Emporio Emporio must be a stand user, but we have not seen his stand, right? Right. I mean, he yeah. knows what stands are. I, I theorize that maybe he can see Jolene's because she talks to him with the cup on a string thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we've had any f- official confirmation on that. Uh, but we He's just like a shall great see. baseball player is his stand. Yeah. What are short baseball players? Is that like a thing? Are you a catcher? You're a short baseball player. Short stop. You're a short stop. That's right. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think you have to be necessarily tall to be a baseball. Maybe for to be an outfielder. Yeah, reach. If you're tall to be a pitcher. I don't know. The only sport where it's definitely good to be short is horse racing. If you're a jockey, mm-hmm. you want to be small so your horse can go fast. But I don't know. All true. Well, horse racing has nothing to do with JoJo, of course. Um, anyway. I'm really trying to find this day of the week panties thing because I swear it's it's if it's not from JoJo's, it's from somewhere. Listeners, write in and tell us if this panties thing is from JoJo's or if Jackie forgot about some erotic literature she wrote or it's, who it's, knows. It's like it's like she wears day of the week panties, but she wouldn't wear one of the days. I think it was like Monday or something. And because that day was missing, the boyfriend thought she was cheating. Yeah, our search algorithm is going to be fucked up. I'm trying to find it. I can't. But it's okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I was like, is this like an am I the asshole that I read? That would be a weird. That's like another like very obvious. Am I the asshole is the dumbest. Some of the stories are fun, but they're often like, hey, uh, I called my wife ugly and punched her in the teeth. Am I the asshole? Why is she crying? I'm so stu- I don't know. I don't get it. That's that like the, the guy's. Am I the asshole is always like, I did something horrible. Am I the asshole? And then like the woman's am I the asshole is like, my husband has body parts in the fridge in the basement and he's, am I the asshole for moving them and not be like, you know, it's like he's doing something really weird, creepy, illegal. And she's like, am I the asshole for like doing, for, for cleaning up his mess or something yeah <laughs> that, that's what so, some of those posts are um but you know we should we should look up panties and days of the week on reddit because that maybe that is where they come from um so yeah listeners write in if you know about the panties write in if you know about the edwn tag and uh if you're listening to this on spotify or itunes please 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 pretty please uh give us five stars on the app uh you can leave a review if you want and just you could do whatever you want. You could just write a, a phrase. You could say how you did on, on this day's Wordle. You know, you brag about it. Uh, but it helps boost us. And uh, I've been uploading the episodes on YouTube. It would be great if you could like those or write a comment on those to bump them up the algorithm. Because right now, if you look for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast on YouTube, you get a lot of other crap that isn't really those things. Yeah, what's up with that? So we should be bumped up. You know what I mean? Help us out. Bump, bump, bump us up. 
uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's Joe Budden, New Jersey's own. Oh, pump it pump up! Pump it up! What you're doing? Yeah. Uh, on on Twitter, we are at JJB Pod, and again, our email is Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail dot com. Do you guys want to know what we're watching next week? Is it, is it JoJo's? JoJo's Bizarre it's Adventure? It's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, Episode uh, okay. 7. Have a good week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.